well-known Rashi at the beginning of the Pesha when Yaakov sends Malachim to give a message to Esau he says tell the following message to Esau as follows says your servant Yaakov in Lavan Yarti that I live with Lavan. And Rashi says, he brings down the Chazal that says that Garti the Gematria Taryad. The Gematria of the word Garti in Lavan Garti is Taryad, it's 613. And that teaches us, I lived with Lavan in Lavan Garti, the Tariyag Mitzvah Shamati, who is being Miramis to Esau, that I have lived with Lavan for a long time, and yet, despite all of this toxic environment of being in the surroundings of Lavan, I have still managed to be Shomer the Tariyag Mitzvah. <clears throat> and there are many, many pshatim in what this means. There are many beautiful joshes. If you look in all the Likot Sarim, they'll bring exactly what the, uh, the importance of this is. <clears throat> there is one thing I was aiming on, and that is that when we find a gematria, when we find that a word is maramis to something, that Taryag is equal to is equal to Garti. What that means is that Garti is the essence of Taryag. Meaning that when a person is Shaimer the Taryag mitzvah, what he's really doing is he is living in the mitzvah. He is being God in the mitzvah. When a person keeps the Tariq Mitzvah, it has to be in its surah of Garti. He has to be living in it. It's not enough just merely for a person to be a Shemer Tariq Mitzvah, but not really be completely submerged in the Mitzvah. A person, a yid, if he really wants to be somebody who is truly a shomer taryad mitzvah, it has to be bebechinas garti that I'm living. I am completely living and completely in the embodiment of taryad mitzvah. You know, the Maisa, we said many times with her gifter. Her gifter was once went once went to Mexico to raise money for Tal Yeshiva. And he was trying to be able to make a meeting with a certain big Kavir who lived in Mexico City. He was a very, very big millionaire. And he kept going to this person's house. He lived in a very big mansion. And he rang the doorbell at 9 o'clock in the morning. He was already off to work. When is he coming home? I don't know, come back at 6. 6 o'clock, he'd come back. And he wasn't home. Right, when should I try again? Try back at 10 o'clock tonight. 10 o'clock, he comes back. Again, he wasn't. He's still at work. Okay, tries the next morning again. Again and again, he keeps coming. He's always in the office. 
So he says, you know what? I'll, I think I figured out a plan. I'm going to go to the office. Maybe I'll catch him there. So a gifter goes to this man's office, and he goes to the secretary, the secretary eventually lets him in. And he says to the man, he says, you know, you live in a beautiful mansion, and you're never there. You're always in the office. What are you, 24 hours a day, your mom is in the office, your mom is living here? He says, Rabbi Gifter, I want to tell you a very important insight in life. If you want to be successful in business, if a person wants to succeed in business, you have to live in the business. You have to eat the business. You have to sleep the business. You have to completely be absorbed and submerged in the business, or else it's going to fail. It's not shyach in the world for a person to have what they call a turnkey operation. Sometimes if you ever look in the classified ads that they're trying, your people want to sell a business. So they say, you know, I have a store, it's a turnkey business, which basically means it runs on its own. You sort of, you hire a good manager, and you can, you know, sit poolside all day, and the, the money will just come in. It's not shy, it's not true. If anyone believes that they can run a business without completely being in the business, it's not shy. And Rebbe walked away. I don't know how big the double was that this man gave, but the contribution to Rebbe's Joshes was priceless because Rebbe for the rest of his life would go and tell over this Misa. And the the bottom line was that he would always say, "We make a bracha of Lasek b'Divrei Sairah that we are Isaac b'Divrei Sairah." And the Lashon of Isaac is from the Lashon of Asek. It's from the Lashon of business. Asek is business. Thank you. Thank you very much. The, when, I, when I was once in, in Roshon Adam and Arabach Shir, so he once uh, he used to have tea when he was giving Shir. And one time he, uh, he always made a bracha. And then he, um, one shear, he, he, he started drinking the tea. And all of a sudden, and I noticed he didn't make a bracha. And all of a sudden, like, I, he saw the pachat in his face, like, mamish the Yerushalayim. So he was like petrified. He said, like, he had the, the, the drink still in his mouth. He said, Beirachti, can I make a bracha? And somebody said, no. And all of a sudden, he like, you know, very finely, but like, all of a sudden you see the tea like rolling down his beard. So good, it's talking again, this schmooze. If a person wants to be Isaac in Tyre, if a person wants to be Isaac in Tyre mitzvahs, it has to be, you have to live in it. You have to eat Tyre, you have to sleep Tyre. You can't have a dichotomy in your life. Somebody told me the other day about a person that he knows, he met recently, who Mamash lives a double life. He, he learns, and at night he goes to, I don't know where he goes to, he goes to clubs, Atlantic City, whatever. And he claims to be a Bentayra. And technically speaking, maybe he learns right of the day, and you know, and this is just a, so, you know, a, a few hours of the night that he does something completely different. So besides for the obvious problems with that, 
But the problem is that he's not fully submerged in Torah, in mitzvahs. In order for a person to be a yid, not just a firm yid, but a yid, that's shimer Torah mitzvahs. A person cannot have such dualities in his life. It's not shy for a person to claim and to boast of being a shimer Torah mitzvahs unless the taryag is the bechinas If you're living in it and you're completely submerged in it, then that's why the way a person is able to really be a yid. And this is a lesson that Yaakov Avinu teaches us. Yaakov Avinu is telling Esau that I lived with Laban, but the living, the garti was the bechinas taryag, the taryag that I keep is completely, I'm, I believe in it, I'm not a faker, I'm not doing it, but I'm and everything about me is Tayyagritzis. We find also, Agav, <clears throat> that Yaakov Avinu, Chazal tell us that for 14 years, Hitmin Atzman, he was Matman himself in the, in the Yeshiva of Shem and then Farshim point out, what does this mean? What's the Lashman? Hitman Atmai? Hitman is from Lashman Hatmano. To completely submerge oneself, to be completely insulated in Yeshiva. If a person wants to be a Ventaira and you want to really be in Yeshiva, it's not enough to be in Yeshiva for a couple of hours a day and then in the afternoon we do something else and at night we do a third thing. A person has to really be completely Raisha Barubai in the Yeshiva. This was Yaakov Avinu with the whole, with the Ramachibar, all of the Tayyad Mitzvahs, all of the entire existence of Yaakov Avinu was one of Hitman Atzmai. He was Garti. The Tayyad Mitzvahs were Kulai. Everything was Mitzvahs and Tayyad in the world of Yaakov Avinu. It says after he met Esau at the end of the Pasha, he went and he built Sukkot. He went to a place, he named it Sukkot, he made their Sukkot. The Torah says that the Yantav of Sukkot is Yaakov Avinu's Yantav. And perhaps the Pshat is because of Sukkot, as we know, in the Svar Makedashim, they say that Sukkot is the one mitzvah, perhaps that in mikvah, but the Sukkot is the one mitzvah that you go in with your entire body into the Sukkot. There's no other mitzvah besides for Sukkot and and mikvah, that a person submerges his entire body into the sukkah. Because that was the symbolic import of Yaakov Avinu's that my entire entity, every single part of my being, is kulai taira kulai mitzvah. It's gartif v'chines. I'm living in it. I am completely in the world of taira mitzvah. I'm not in this world when I go to shul, and then I'm in the real world, quote-unquote, in the afternoon when I go to work, in the mornings. A person that's really a Shemer Torah Mitzvah has to be completely enveloped and submerged in the Eilam HaTayra and the Eilam HaMitzvah. Reb Chaim Malajner in his Sefer Nefesh HaChaim tells us a very, very important insight. He says that we know that there are 248 Mitzvahs Haseis and there is 365 mitzvahs leisases in the Torah. And those are kineged, this is a zayar, the zayar says that it's kineged, the 248 evarim, the ramach evarim, there's 248 limbs in the body, and there's shasagidim, there are 365 
sinews in the body. The different, the makeup of the human body is comprised of the number 248 and 365. And this is what the Zayar says, and the Chaim Elogner elucidates on this. He says that the pshat is that when a person does a mitzvah, every single mitzvah that we do is shayach to an aver in our body. Every single aver in the body, every one of the 248 barim is shayach to a different mitzvah. We don't know. I don't know of any safer that actually goes through and breaks it up how each and every aver is shayach to which mitzvah. But he said that that's the case. There's 248 barim. Each and every aver has, there's a safer on mitzvahs in your body. And each and every aver, if you'd be able to see, if you'd have the right type of glasses, you'd be able to see a label on each and every aver, that every aver is shaykh to one of the 248 mitzvahs The gidim in the body have, would have a label saying a different lab in the Torah. And Rebchaim Olajner says that when a person does a mitzvah, every mitzvah that he does is being mechayah, the aver that it corresponds to. That means that the avarim that the Rabbi Yishon gave us our eyes, our ears, our fingers, our hands, our arms, our legs, our toes, every single one of the 248 are all shayach to mitzvahs, and every mitzvah that we do is mechayah. It gives a relevance, it gives an importance, it validates the very fact that the Rabbi Shalom gave it to us. And likewise, when a person does not do an avera, when a person is tempted by eating something he's not allowed to eat, when a person is tempted at looking at something that he's not allowed to look at, and he abstains from doing that because the Torah says don't do it, that person is Mechayah, those Gidin in the Torah that correspond to those Laban that he's observing. And he dashes this, he says, these are the mitzvahs. These are the entire mitzvahs that a person does. The chayvahem, and you will live by them. And he says, "Shaaz who nikra ish chay." You are only called alive if you keep all of the mitzvahs in the Torah, because the Torah mitzvahs in the Torah are what is mechaya all of the corresponding ramachevarim and the shasadibin. And then he says in another place that when a person keeps these mitzvahs. So what happens is he feels in his nefesh that he's surrounded with Kiddushah. He has a new revived spirit when he keeps the Torah and mitzvahs. And when that happens, then he has an art amakif. There is a brilliant light shining around such a person because all of the Ebarim that he's performing the Torah and mitzvahs with are now lit up. If you can imagine a spiritual light on every one of our Amachim, if we'd be able to see a person in the spiritual way, a person that's mamish, hook up with Tyre Mitzvahs, he'd be shining. There would be an aura on his face, there would be a halo on top of him. Because that's what the, that's what the Rechaim Elajner says, is what happens when a terrorist, when a person is Machayah, his body, are shining spiritually. There's a Kedusha on the person. There's an Aramakif. There's a surrounding shine, a glow that surrounds such a person because all of the Avaraman is Hadish. When Abshlem is on the Arabah, 
every single day he gave shir. I, I, I can honestly say I got not, nothing, no tariff on his shir. And I'm proud of that. In a way, in a way I, have, I have all the notes. But in, in terms of Bishas Maisa, how much I have to share, it was a very simple Hebrew. And the, and the way, the way he gave it was mamish spoon feeding. And I still was unable to listen. And it's not because I had ADD, but it's because his Kedusha that was radiating on his face, Pasha did not allow me to do anything but completely be entranced. And it's something that I still have with me today. It's something which is not shayach unless you see it. You don't know what I'm talking about. He would take off his glasses and it's was mamish amalach Hashem sitting in front of him. And just every day I'd come prepared and I would walk away just completely like, you know, starstruck. Not too, not too much knowledge in my head, but in my heart and my neshama, I mamish felt like I was in the presence. I was mamish seeing amalach every single day. And this concept that a yid is able to shine if he's able to makadish his guf is something that we find by Rebukhan Basarman. Rebukhanan was, of course, in America in 1939, and he was here on fundraising and giving chizuk, and he was going back to Europe even though it was the outbreak of the war, and everyone said, you cannot do that. It's crazy for you to, to, to go back into the, into the Mount Mission, to the lion's den, you're going to get killed. They're killing you in there right now. What are you going back there for? He says, I have a yeshiva, I have a kehila, I can't, I'm a captain. A captain doesn't leave his sinking ship. I have to go back into the fire with them. I can't leave them. How can I abandon my them that are waiting for my return? And so against everyone's better judgment, they offered him shtelas here in America. You can be a Rosh Hashiva here. He went to England from America. And there again, they offered him positions. They begged him, they will give you whatever. Don't go back. He was the God of Adar. He went back, and then, of course, he was in hiding. The Nazis were looking for him. He was hiding in a house in Kovna. And to make a long story short, he, they, uh, all, they were looking for him. He was a very wanted man by the Nazis and by the Lithuanian Gayan, Imachimam. And there was a child that was going to the hideout, and there was a Nazi and a Lithuanian that were walking and they saw a Jewish child walking in the street and they thought that he probably was going to lead them to somewhere important and sure enough, he went into the house where Bukharim was in and a lot of Talmidim were there and he was constantly giving shiurim and learning and they went, they broke into the house and they caught Bukharim. And Bukharim, if you ever saw a picture of Bukharim, Bukharim, Mamash was a mouth. You will never see, it. I think I saw one picture of Bukharim of him smiling. But he was serious, he was he was and Rebbe Hanan they caught him and he said he was looking at them and the Nazi said to Lithuanian the Lithuanian guy by the way were worse than the Nazis if that's child they hated the even more they weren't even getting paid for doing this but as soon as the Nazis came into Lithuania and it was a Hefker belt, the Lithuanians by themselves, the Goyim went into the Yidin's homes, into the yeshivas, into the shuls, and shafted Yidin mamish ruthlessly. They hated the Yidin more than the Nazis did, if that was Shaykh. And so the Nazi looks at Rebbe face, and he saw the Kedusha. He saw that it was, he got scared. He saw the Aramakif, and he said to the Lithuanian, 
person with him says, let's leave him alone, let's, let's let him go. I'm afraid to take him. And the woman says, what are you talking about? We have to take him. He's the most wanted man in this whole region. We're going to t- t- send him to the seventh port where they shot the thousands of Yidna, Kedush Hashem, the Kachavo. But the point is that when a person does Taira and Mitzvahs, when he's Gauti, when he's living in it, when all of his Ramachibam and Shasagidim are completely consumed with the fire and with the Aramakit of Kedusha and Taira, of keeping the Rabbi Shalom's word, then a person like that has a certain divine protection. Obviously, this might not be the best case because in the end he was. Hashkocha would have it that he was killed by Kiddush Hashem. But you see from the Misa how even a Nazi was scared of him because even a Nazi is able to perceive on a tzaddik's face the Kiddush on the Eimah. And perhaps this is what Yaakov Avinu was sending the message to Esau. In love on Garti, that I completely tired mitzvah is Vibchines Garti. I'm not Stam I'm a Yid which keeps tired mitzvahs Completely. I have an Aramaki, I have a Kedush, I have a radiance that's protecting me, that's shielding me, that you know that I'm not some person, I'm not a mere mortal that you could threaten, but I'm a person that's a godly person. The Argadal Yo speaks about this at length, and he says that you find, like by Meshur Abenu also, Meshur Abenu would come down from our Sinai after 40 days and 40 nights, and he had karan arpanov. He had a shine on his face. And the way of Yashar explains it is that he came from Shemayim. We know that in Ayom Haba, Chazal tell us, it's a matzah of tzaddikim yashvim, v'atreseim v'reshayim, v'nanim yisivashchino. What happens in Ayom Haba? In Ayom Haba, tzaddikim sit, they have crowns on their head, and they're nanamizavashkina, they're basking in the radiance of the Rabbi Shalom. So if Maisha Rabbeinu was in that surrounding for 40 days and 40 nights, is it any doubt? Is it any wonder how he could come down and his face is shining? Because if you're in the presence of the Shechina, if you have this Aramakif, then it's something that never leaves a person. It's a person's, it's something that a tzaddik has on his face. It's an Arzaruah tzaddik. By Shabbos, also we find the same thing that it says in the Pasuk, by Ibarach HaLekim Etzim Ashvi, and Chazal tell us, that the face of a Yid on Shabbos is different. If you look in the Ali Shor, he brings down a Misa from his Rabbi Rabbi Rucham, that his Rabbi Rabbi Rucham used to look completely different on Shabbos than during the week. He had a, he'd look different. He had a radiance on him that he didn't have during the week, and he said, the Alishor said, that there was a new Bachar in Yeshiva in the Mir, who came, let's say, on Tuesday, and he went to Vadin of the Mashkiach of, of Rabbi Rucham, and he went to Shmuzin, and then comes Shabbos, and he sees Rabbi Rucham again, and he asks Rabbi, is there a different Mashkiach on Shabbos? He literally thought that on Shabbos there was a different Mashkiach in Yeshiva than during the week, a holier mashkiach than they had during the week because he looked so different. It was such a palpable difference that it wasn't shaft to compare. There's a difference, there's an arpana, there's a, there's a kedusha on a person's face on Shabbos, and he explains that the reason for that is the same thing, that there's Shabbos is in the Eino Yom and the Shechina is with us. If a person is living with a Shechina, 
that a person has this radiance as an aramakif and all of his aramakif are just like you do. He brings down another chazal in Devar Rabba it says he made for Adam and Chava which means leather um, garments, like something to, to cover themselves with, made of, made of R, made of leather, with an iron. And in the Medrash it says, In the Medrash of Rameyer, in the learning of Rameyer, in the mission of Rameyer, the word R was not spelled with an ayin. Leather, or skin, but rather was spelled with an ayin, with an aleph, meaning light. And the way he explains it is, the Svarim say, that when a person, the skin of a person, the human skin, is really, what it is, is very shy to the light that's within him. Because he says, that the Arha Adam Nefesh. It's an actual covering, it's an envelopment of the Arha Nefesh, of the inner light, the inner radiance of a person. And then he brings this Ramach Mitzvah which is connected to Ramach and the Shasagidim connected to Shasalavan. And so he says that there's a Tzurah that is Shayef with the Ramach Ebarim. The Ramach says has an inner light. There's a light that's a person's inside. The skin on the outside of a person is the covering for the light with an olive on the inside because there's a radiance inside. And when a person completely keeps all of the Ramach Ebarim, all the Ramach says and the Shasalavim properly, so the R, the, the light, the radiance that's within is able to come through the skin of the person's face and is able to shine out to the world. And this is the insight I believe that Yaakov Vina was telling, was telling Esau that in Lama Gati, the Tyrabitsis is something that I have that's completely surrounding me and the R is protecting me, the Rabbanishlam is protecting me, the Shrina is going to, to, to be able to be making for me as Tyra is always making on a person. It's interesting, there's a Gemara that always, I always had this R on the Gemara Subas. The Gemara says, it's a well-known Gemara, it's on the days, when it speaks about, it asks, why is, why are the fingers of a person, why do they look like, you say this, why do they look like, uh, like spikes, like, uh, like nails? So the Gemara says, well, what do you mean? My time up. What's your question? If it's because, are you asking me why they're individualized, each finger, as opposed to being like webbed, that, they, that they'd all be like one block of fingers? Is that what you're asking me? So that's not a kasha, because each and every one is for each finger is for its own purpose. Because Mar says, Zu Zeres, Zu Kimitso, Zu Amo, Zu Etzpa, Zegoido. Meaning that each and every one of the fingers is shaya for a certain abaydo. What does that mean? He says that the the, the zeras is the, the small finger that was used to measure the uh, the, 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 the the breastplate of the kaingado, and the kmitza, the fourth finger, is called the kmitza that was in order to scoop 
the uh, to scoop the uh, the the, the mincha, the silas, when the kaimadol did his avayda. The amma, the middle finger, was in order to measure from your elbow to your to the top of the middle finger. That's the purpose. We know how big an amma is from the mikdash. The etzba, the, the index finger, was used for zrika. The thumb is used for another part of dam. So Elamai the Gemara said, no, no, that's not what we want to know. We want to know why, why are they slanted downward? Like, why do they start skinny and then they go down and become a little thicker? And so it's that the Gemara says famously that if a person hears something that he shouldn't be listening to, he can stick his fingers and his ears and tune out whatever Lashon Hara or Maitishet, whatever he's listening to, he has the perfect ability to stop the ear by plugging it up with his finger. But it always bothered me, this Gemara, what does this mean? That the Gemara says that if it's because each and every one of them is for a purpose, that you, that, are you asking why they're not webbed your fingers? Because each and every one of them is used for a purpose. So I would say, what do you mean? It's, the purpose is, one is a ring finger, you know, you put a ring on that finger. One is, every finger has its own human, human purpose. I mean, look how, look, look at what we do constantly with our fingers. What would we be able to do without our fingers, Khalil? Everything that we touch, uh, writing with our hands, with a pen, holding a pen, styling a phone, the fingers are major. How would we do without fingers? What's the Gemara saying? The Gemara is saying that each and every finger has a purpose. The finger, this finger is in order to do the kmitsa, and this finger is to measure the ammo, and this finger is in order to do the zrika. You know what that's saying? What's the Gemara saying? The Gemara here is also a Muslim hospital. The Gemara is telling us that we think that the purpose of each aether is for what we use it for, for the functions that we use it for on a daily basis. But Chazal look at it differently. Chazal are saying that each and every one of the Ramach Ebarim are for a mitzvah. Every single Ramach Eber is designated for one of the Ramach Mitzvahs And so that's what the Gemara is telling us. That if you're asking me why each one the hand is... Is, is separated the fingers as opposed to together, I'll tell you this finger is for the Kmitsa, this finger is for the Zeras, this is for the Gaido because each and every one of them is designed for a mitzvah if you think that the reason why you have an index finger is in order to you know, so you can flip through index cards that's wrong, the reason why you have an index finger is in order to wipe away the, that the Kayin the Kayin and the Mesamitish, when he does his Avaidah is able to do one of the Avaidahs that's why we have an index finger not for what we think that we have it for, but because of the Kayin. Because it's a mitzvah that's tired to do kmitzah, that's why we have that finger. And all of the Ebarim are like that also, one after another. It's not like we think. The body was given to us not to do things that we like doing with it. And once in a while we'll reserve it to do a mitzvah. It was given each and every Eber to do a mitzvah. Sometimes we have to do other things with our body. But the ikker purpose for every single thing that we do is for mitzvahs. And to the degree that we perfect each mitzvah, we have perfected the eder. And the eder has a chiyas, the eder has relevance and has validity, and it gives a chiyas to every single eder. And that's what I believe is the sign in this Gemara. There's a Mishnabura. Mishnabura says in the beginning of the, fir- of the third chalak, he writes out the, fir- the third chalak was actually the first chalak that the Chavetz Chaim put out of the series of Mishnabura. He started with chalak Gimel, and there's a beautiful Akdama that he writes in chalak Gimel. 
And the Bakdama says like this. He says, very similar to Rechaim Elohim, that each and every one of the Ramachim Barim are Shayach to 248 Mitzvahs And the 365 Lavin are Shayach to the 365 Mitzvahs Lais And he says like this. Until now we've been speaking about how in this world it's very important to be Mechaim Barim for doing the Mitzvahs. And to be Taryag, to be Garzi, to be completely living and steeped in the world of Taryag Mitzvahs. The Chavitz Chaim says when we go up to Eilam Habo, after we die, after Ameyad Esrim Shana, after Ameyad Esrim, we're going to go up to Eilam Habo, and they're going to judge us. And every Eber, as we've been discussing, if you used it for its correct purpose, meaning you've performed the mitzvahs that the Eber is Shayach to, you get the right to have that Eber in a spiritual way in Eilam Habo. If you don't use that aver correctly, you don't have that aver in Eilam Habo. <coughs> so if a person, let's say, uses his eyes to look at things that he's not supposed to look at, so meaning he abused that aver, a person, Rechman will be blind in Eilam Habo. For all eternity, for trillions of years, a person will not be able to see. If a person walked or ran to do Averis, Abusing the feet that the Rebbeinu Shalom gave him in Ayam Ha'arachman Mutsani will not have feet. Bechahena bechahena, and the Chavetz Chaim says that the busha will be tremendous when a person is in Ayam Ha'arachman for nitzvahs and not have those evarim. He was not successfully able to give relevance in Mechayev those evarim. So that there's an R in those evar that those evarim are lit up. That's going to be a tremendous busha. But there are certain Avarim we know in the body that the body cannot live without. There are certain Avarim that are a person can live without a finger, that final sign. A person can live without a toe. A person can live with certain Avarim. But then there are certain Avarim that you cannot live without. The muscle of the heart. If a person doesn't have a heart, then a person cannot survive. It's simple as that. If a person doesn't have a brain, it's not alive. And so the Mishnah Guru writes, that if a person doesn't keep certain mitzvahs in the Torah that are the main, the main mitzvahs, the main organs of the body of mitzvahs that are the fundamental and muna in the Rabbi that mamish are able to be so important because they so contain all the asaitis of emuna that such a person, forget about living in Eilam Abba with certain Nebarah missing, a person will not even get to Eilam Abba because he has no chiyas at all. And he says one of those mitzvahs is Shabbos. If a person is not Shimer Shabbos properly, so that a person, that's like akin to missing a heart. If you go up to Eilam Abba and you didn't keep Shabbos, you don't have the aver of the heart, you're not going to make it to Eilam Abba. Anything that's shayach to the essence of the muna, mitzvahs like this, mitzvahs of the muna, mitzvahs of Shabbos, um, and other evarim that are that are other mitzvahs that are so crucial for a yid to be a yid, it's something that will not you will not even begin to get entry into Eilam Abba, even not in in an imperfect way. Now. You might be wondering, how is it shayat for me to be mechayah all of my evarim in this world or the next world to have that aramakiv? If it's true 
and it is that the tired mitzvahs are connected all the Evarim, and the Evarim are connected to tired mitzvahs. How many of the mitzvahs do we keep, Rabbi said, at the end of the day? How many of the mitzvahs do we keep at the end of the day? We have... How many daraisas do we have today? I used to have a friend in yeshiva, and he benched with tremendous kavanah. He managed to have like a ten-minute benching every time he benched. And I said, how do you have such kavanah by benching? And he said to me, a thing, he says, how many mitzvahs are saved? How many daraisas already do we have how many do we have? You think we have 613 mitzvahs? We don't. We have benching is a, is a daraisa. We have tefillin. We have tzitzis. Even, but, but there's so few. We mamish, you can, you can not count on, on your hands and your feet how many daily mitzvahs are say daraisas we can be makayim. There's so few. He says, I shouldn't bench with kavana. So mamish, a rare thing to have a daraisa to mitzvah. I shouldn't do with all my kavana. How many mitzvahs do we have? We have maybe, I mean, the Chavitz Chaim the Sefer Mitzvah Katsar that are the mitzvahs that we can do practically today. There aren't that many in. It's a very thin Sefer. Maybe there's, I don't know, if anyone knows the number, you could say that now. It's maybe over 100, maybe. But the mitzvahs that we are actually able to do are, are very, very few. Most of the mitzvahs in the Torah are, are things that are shayach to Kayhanim, the shayach to Karbonis. You have to have a Sanhedrin for a lot of the mitzvahs. It's if you're living in Eretz Yisrael, a lot of the mitzvahs please Baretz, Shemitah, Yoyvel, there's so many mitzvahs that we don't have today. So if every one of our Amachei Baramash Sagidim are shayach to a mitzvah, how do we have hope to be Mechaya all of our Ebarim, to have this Aramachet in this world and the next world, to be able to say in Laman Garti that I have the tired mitzvahs, I lived, I was hit minatsvi, in the world of Tyramitsis, if I don't have, I'm missing the deck. Three quarters of the deck is missing. So how can I basically lay claim to having all the Tyramitsis? This is a question that bothered the Chassam Seifer in this week's parasha on this Chazal of Mabangati. And the Chassam Seifer says, Mahajikabart, the Tyramitsis Shamati. He doesn't say Tyramitsis Kiamti. Yakovina was not laying claim to having actually fulfilled tired mitzvahs because that's not shayach. You have to be a kayin, you have to live in Eretz Yisrael, you have to, you have, to um, have karbonis. A lot of things weren't shayach for Yaakov Vinu, just like they're not shayach for us today. What Yaakov Vinu said was the tired mitzvah shamarti. What does the lashon of shamarti mean? Shamarti is from the lashon of the aviv shomar asadavar. Rashi there says, by Yaakovina with Yaisid, by Aviv Shomer Sadabar, he was hinted and he was mitzapev. It's a lashon of to anticipate, to yearn for, to look forward to something. That's what Shomer means. To be Shomer something means that I'm yearning for something, I'm anticipating something, I'm dreaming about something. That's the lashon of Shomer. Tired mitzvah Shomer to Yaakovina was saying, listen, I wasn't really honestly Mekayim all the mitzvahs. But Shamarti every day, my yearning was, I want to completely, I want to have the complete deck. I want to have the complete collection of Tayyad Mitzvahs. Halabai, I should be able to. And if a person lives with such an attitude, that Nebuch now, Mashiach is not here, but Halabai, I wish that I could be living in the times of Mesa Mikdash, if I'm a Kayin, I'd be able to do the Avaidah. If I'm a lady, I'd be able to do the Shira. If I was Yisrael, I'd be able to do the Maimadim. The Maimadis and all of the various mitzvahs, the Karbanis, the Kapara. That's a yid. 
a year that Mamish loves Torah mitzvah to the degree that he's yearning, he's pining. I wish that I could do a mitzvah. A person that dreams, how am I able to do a mitzvah better? How am I able to do more mitzvahs, to chakarai, more Torah, more mitzvahs, more opportunities? I saw a Misa, there was a, a, a community in, in Antwerp, I believe, in Belgium, and they were starting a brand new cemetery. They had um, completely used up all the plots in their old cemetery, and they had to buy a brand new plot of land in order to start a new Beisalem. And there was a Kayin that was in the room when they were making these final negotiations, and the Kayin says, I want to, by the first Pura, before the first Pura, give me a heads up. They said, why? So just call me before the first Pura. So they called him, this Kayin went down before they brought the mason to this Beisailam, and he dug a grave. He dug the grave for the mace where the mace was going to be buried, and then he left. He says, when am I going to have the opportunity ever to do this mitzvah, of, to be Kaiver Mason? I'm a Kayin, I'm not allowed to ever go into a cemetery. Can't defile myself in a cemetery. So I'm always bothered. I never got a chance to do the mitzvah for us on ace. He says, there's an opportunity, a golden opportunity for me to be able, brand new, fresh soil, without being able to, without having to metam myself, I get the opportunity to do a for us on ace. I'm hopping that right away. How many of us would think to do that? If we're off the hook, we're off the hook. Baruch Hashem, I'm not a kayin, I don't have these problems. Or I'm a kayin, I don't have to worry about for us on ace. I'm proper. What can I do? It's not a, you know, I, I, but a year that really is Tayyab Mitzvah Shamati, a year like Yaakov Avino, was a year that dreamt of Tayyab Mitzvah. Like we dream about, place about being the kind, you know, things we want, we have our ambitions, we have our plans, we want to, you know, see certain places in our life. I remember I once read about a person that made when he was very young, like a checklist of like, I don't know, 300 things that he wanted to accomplish before he dies. You know, he wanted to climb Mount Everest, and he wanted to, you know, do a, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, perform on a, in a Broadway show, and he wanted to do all types of things. These are, that's, that was the, and Kaka, as the years were going on, as his life was going, he made it his business to do every single one of these 300 things, and he had a checklist and everything he crossed off, and then he was ready to die, Kaka died. A Yid should have also a checklist. The checklist should be the Sefer Amitzvah They have all the tired mitzvahs, and I can't wait. I wish I would be able to have a complete set. Okay, so never I can't have this mitzvah, I can't have that mitzvah. So much learn about it a little bit. Because I'll say that if a person learns about the Tairus Ha'elah, it's Kiyo Hikrif learning about something already gives you a din as if you're doing it. But I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about the Shmira part of it, the Tzipur. The yearning for doing mitzvahs even when they're seemingly not shayakas. But I wish I could do those mitzvahs. I wish I'd be able to duchen. I see the kayanim going up on the duchen on, 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 yam, on the yam taibim. And I, do you stand, oh wow, that's interesting. He's a kayan, I'm not, so come on. Or do you say, wow, I wish that I could be a kayan so that I could be Mubarak Ayyasrabahu. How many of us think that way? But if a person is a real collector, of things that are important, which is mitzvahs, there's nothing more precious and valuable in this world than Torah mitzvahs. If a person understands how precious every mitzvah is, he would never lose one mitzvah. He would always dream about doing the mitzvahs, and these are the mitzvahs even that we can't do. 
But what about mitzvahs that we can do? How precious are those to us? Are we so mocked never to miss a minion? Are we so mocked to, to be today eating matera properly every day? Are we so mocked with the kavana that we have in Tzvilah? Are we mocked with Kibbut Abayim? Are we mocked with Meiser? With Tzedakah, with a few mitzvahs, with venturing mitzvahs that we do have. Are the mitzvahs that we do have, are we doing them fully? Are we completely submerged in them? Can we honestly say that we're being mechaya de'ibarim that they are corresponding to? I always say the favorite tano, Chayisrael's favorite tano, or at least many in Chayisrael's favorite tano is Rebchanani ben Akasha. As soon as you hear Rebchanani ben Akasha, everyone gets happy for some reason. It means the shir is over. They can wake up. They can wash megavaser and uh, and daven. So Rebchanani ben Akasha says, Rosh Hakadosh Baruch Hu lezakeis es Yisrael. Hakadosh Baruch Hu wanted to be mezakeik Yisrael. Therefore, he was Maravet Tyramitsis. He gave us a plethora of Tyramitsis. He gave us 600. He didn't have to give us 613 mitzvahs. He could have just given us a couple of mitzvahs. He could have given us, let's say, Shabbos, Tfilin, and Mezuzah. Why did he have to give us 613 mitzvahs? The reason is because HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted Lezakei Ses Yisrael to give us merits. But I believe in the context of today's Shmuz, Lezakeh says from Lashnav to Mezakeh, to purify, to give us a glow, like Shemen Zayezach, something that's so pure, and so perfect, and so radiant. The more that we have, the fact that we have the Tayyad which by no coincidence corresponds to the Ramachai Barmash Shasagidim, means that HaKadosh wants us to be completely illuminated by Tyramitsus, that our faces should shine, our body should shine with the Kedusha of the Yid, of our Bukhanan, of our Shlemizalman, of people that are great people that you saw that through their physical R with an ayin, they were able to have the light with an aleph, the R with an aleph shine through, because you can't contain the spiritual R of the of the mitzvahs that HaKadosh gave us to Mizakyas to purify us, to make sure that every Eber has a Kiyom and a Tzchus Kiyom. And so if we would be able to be hidden in the image of Yaakov Avinu, hidden that, in, that hit Menachmai, submerged in the world of Tyramitzvah, submerged in the world of Kedusha, in love and Garati, the Tyramitzvah Shamati, completely obsessed with being Shaymer the Taramitzvah, being Garati, living in the world of Taramitzvah, having the Aramaki of the Aramitzvah, to be Vayama Yaakov Shalem, Shalem the Gufa, Shalem the Mayne, Shalem the Tarasa, Yaakov was perfect. He was a Sukkistikayyad, he was a person that was able to enter into the Sukkah of the Taramitzvah. It was the dearest Kivabayim, everything was, he was Rashi, Barubai, and his whole Guf. All were completely into Tyramitzvahs. Not one limb was sticking out of the sukkah. Everything was Kedusha. Everything was Tyro. Everything was Tyramitzvahs. Everything was a Shmira. I want to do it. Tell me what I could do. I want to do anything that you're telling me. I love doing Tyro. I love doing Mitzvahs. These are two separate people. A person that loves doing Mitzvahs and a person that does Mitzvahs because he knows it's a Mitzvah to do it but he really doesn't have his heart into it. 
they're doing the same exact Misa Mitzvah. There are two people on the same table, both putting on tone at the same moment. One is doing it like the first day when he was bar mitzvah, when he couldn't wait to put on the tefillin, and he put it on perfectly, and every ritzuah was perfectly equidistant from the one next to it, and it was parallel, and it was perfect, and he, you know, you unravel it 50 times to make sure that it's perfect. And that's who is still doing it with that same excitement, with that same gishmak. But then there's another guy that's putting it on, like most of us, and you, know, you just come in, you're, you're basically like a guy and putting it on, you don't think about anything, there's no kavanas, there's no thing. You're just, you're happy that you got out of bed today to put on your tefillin. The same Misa mitzvah, but a completely different mitzvah. It's Shemayim Baris. One is a Yid which is doing it with a whole Ramach Barim. The whole body is into it. My mind, my heart, my soul, everything is in the mitzvah. That is a Yid who, if you notice carefully, his face is radiant. Because he's radiating the kedusha that comes from each and every mitzvah, and the other yid is Rachmanu He's he's doing it, but it's mamish. It's an empty mitzvah. Not to say you don't get schar, but in terms of what we're talking about today, the kedusha, the taira, the anamakiv, the gauti that you don't have. And so, as we're learning these parshias about the avisena kedushim, and we are trying to learn from the Midas of the Abbas. And we're trying to ask ourselves as Chazal, beg us to ask, when am I going to be able to aspire to attain the lofty levels of Rabbi Yaakov? Perhaps this is something that we can take from this week's parashah of Yaakov Lino to try more, sink ourselves into Tarimitzvahs, make it our life, don't make it just a, a sideline that we're doing, but our life is really somewhere else. And this is something that we do like as a hobby, but make it something that this is our Iker Dira, Taira, Esmedrish, Yeshiva, Kedusha, Taira, Taira. That's what we're, that's where our mail gets addressed to. That's our Iker Makadira. If that could be, if we'd be able to aspire to that Madrega of Yakovino, of the Sukkah of Yaakov Avinu, of the Vayal Yaakov Shalim, of the Tariyad Mitzvah, which is the Bechinah's Gadzi, then Amir Tzah Hashem will be able to be Zaycha someday to sit in the Sukkah's Arshal of Yasin.